Hey guys, how's it going? Lorenz here. Luch. It's Sam. All from Swing and a Drive podcast. Back at you guys with another episode. Yeah. Oh, so, baseball boys. Today we're going to start today. with Super Sexy Sam's stupendous story time. Yes, oh, yes. sir. Oh, yes. So, I've chosen uh, three storylines that uh, have been pretty big this past week. So, the first one. Is revolves around pitcher Ken Tomato for the Minnesota Twins. So he carried a no-hitter into the ninth inning. uh, And there's only ever been 303 no-hitters since the early 1900s. So it's not a lot. Exactly. So by the time the ninth inning hit... three years. Yeah, three years. And by the time the ninth inning hit, almost everyone was watching. And then first pitch of the ninth inning... And Eric Sogar just gives a little bloop uh, for a hit. Oh. Very unfortunate. I think it was Ken Tomatoes. Um, he's, he hasn't thrown that many pitches in his whole career. So the like manager was already watching. Yeah, the manager was making sure he was all good. As soon as he gave up the hit, he was out of the game. But he had a stellar performance. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, he couldn't put the win due to Minnesota's blown save Blowing led up. by Taylor Rogers. Right? Yeah. No, I like Taylor Rogers, but yeah. Anyway. yeah, he's pretty good. But he kind of yeah. it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. He screwed it. He screwed it. But uh, Minnesota ended pooch. up winning it in extra innings in the twelfth inning. Right. That uh, game. You know, I just interject quickly. That game reminded me of uh, I think it was what twenty seventeen Scherzer's uh, almost perfect game where he hit the uh, that Pirates guy that just just grazed the uniform, ruined this perfect game on top of the ninth inning with like one that out. Was terrible. That was tough. Talk yeah, about yeah, I I know into it anyways topic for another day yep, yep. keep it going sam all right and then uh that was our first storyline pretty big uh feel bad for Tomato, but otherwise still a great pitcher fantastic having one of the most pitcher. underrated pitchers in the game oh yeah steal. they got him from a steal from the dodgers oh, oh yes okay who, 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 who was the trade bruce dargratero yep that's it dub dub Beauty. sorry sam keep going yep uh then for our next storyline we got trevor bauer so oh, as yeah. we all know, some some quick context: the Houston Astros. We, we all we all know them. We love them. Nope. Right. Yeah. Uh, so in the Dodgers Houston game, uh, we that we all know, Joe Kelly threw at Carlos Correa, oh. uh, got suspended for eight games, and he has become a meme with his pouty face. So right before I, thought, Trevor, uh, I think the suspension got reduced to five games after the. It appeal, got reduced though. to five. Yeah. Well, on the grounds that on the grounds that Carlos Correa is a big bitch. Anyways, exactly. continue. Yeah. And uh, Trevor Bauer decided to have some fun, and he had some custom cleats with one shoe saying "Free Joe Kelly" and the other one with Joe Kelly's pouty face that we all know as the meme. And it was funny. It was hilarious. But he didn't get to use it. Because MLB threatened to discipline him, suspend him, fine him, do anything in their power to avoid Trevor having fun. Because the Astros are Rob's uh, golden child over there. It's such a joke. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So he also also threw a complete game. There we go. That's no. Don't even get me started on that. No, no, no. It's not a complete game. Anyways, Bauer couldn't use uh, his cleats, but he did end up doing a complete one hit. Um, complete game one hit shutout, albeit in a seven inning doubleheader game. Uh, one of the Bauer, dumbest rules. 
Yes, but it's pace, short in season. Just live play. with it. Short in season, pace of play. Just but, you know, I, I agree with them. Sam, sorry to interject one more time. I know I'm being a bit of a bum here, but yeah. um, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't stand that rule because so how many times in in baseball does do runs come in after the seventh inning and decide a game? Yeah, last year the Nats scored seven runs in the ninth inning to beat the Mets. You know, Edwin Diaz was out on the mound and you know he got his ass kicked. That's what makes baseball so great. There is no timer. You know, it's it's down to your last out. And when you That's, bring in a double header and you're shortening that amount of outs from what twenty seven to twenty one, that makes a big difference. You know, and, and especially in a short shortened season no, where only there's only sixty games. I know, but when there are only sixty games, your relievers are already gonna be fresher than they already were in the regular season. Okay. Your starters are gonna be fresh as shit in the in the playoffs. Yep. There's gonna be an entering midseason form. Me personally, the only reason I saw for seven inning double headers was the amount of games in the time span. Yeah, but even I, that, with the yeah. amount of games, how few games they're playing, it's just unacceptable to only play game seven innings. This isn't softball. Anyways. It's terrible. I don't, I don't like the rule as well either, but I, they have to. There's stuff going the, This season's been very weird. And it's just, it, it is what it is. It, they they did what they had to do. I don't I don't hate what they did, but I don't like the rules. Like it's it's terrible having to play only seven innings. That's not baseball, yes, but I mean they had to make some adjustments. You can't have guys playing eighteen innings in a day m- on multiple occasions. It's not like okay, one Plus double or whatever. Dodgers in one day. What the was card, that? The, card, the Cardinals are playing who knows how many double headers back to back to back. You can't have them playing. What, 36 innings in two days? Are you kidding yeah. me? No, yeah. they can't do that. I know, they I understand. Just a... But I hate it too, though. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't it's, like it either. It's, it's the COVID. That, that, that's, that's, that's the other thing. I wouldn't be so upset. Well, see, part of me, I, I love, for those who don't know me, I love pitching. Pitching is, 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 is as an, well. art. It's an art. Me as and well. It, it, it upsets me to know that those two games are going to go down in Trevor's story. Uh, Trevor's story Trevor Bauer's Trevor stats as games. That upsets me because, you know, that's not something that you come by easily. And to be yeah. almost, by no means he was gifted. You know, he pitched extremely well, seven innings, both games, phenomenally. But, but you can't. You just, you know, how, how many pitches did he throw in those games? He's boarding he 100. Wouldn't, he wouldn't have finished the game. You know, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's, I don't know, the same thing can be said in, in rain-delayed games. Like Scherzer in his first start, he got the complete game because against the Yankees. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it, so, is, it is what it is, but it's just, you know, I guess you pick your poison. Yep. 36 right. things two, two days or, you know. Anyways. Number three. Let's call Sam. Number three. Oh, no, just uh, quickly finish up with Trevor Bauer. As we all know, uh, free agent next season. Ooh. Bauer's looking for that one-year deal only. Yeah. He, he wants the one. He came out only one-year deals. He's looking to cash in. The way he's pitching Bring right him now, to Toronto. I'd love it. Come we here, want Trevor. Him in Toronto. We want him in Toronto. Come here, Bauer. Oh my! You know, I, I just oh, I could go off for days about yeah. you know. Let's not get oh. into that. Let's not get into I, that. I love what he does for the game. I love what he does for the game. Okay, I and then, I agree. And you know what? So it's one last thing, Sam. I'm yeah, really sure, sorry, sure. but don't worry, don't worry. him bouncing himself around in the league does so much more than what people realize. <laughs> you, you know, I'm not saying that he ever would because you know he is Trevor Bauer, but. If he went to a team like Detroit for a year, you know how many butts that would put in seats? People that mm-hmm. would just go out to see Trevor Bauer pitch and they haven't seen a stud like that pitch in what? Five, since six, uh, Scherzer or Verlander was a, a Tiger. Since they had a good team. 
Yeah, and you know, it, it would just it would be, it'd be great it, just to grow the game. He goes to Oakland. Oakland wouldn't be able to afford him. But yeah, it would be it would be phenomenal. Actually, on a one-year deal, I'm sure Oakland can pool their pennies together and find a way to pay for him on a one-year deal. Billy Bean, Billy Bean on base percentage. That's how. <laughs> I'm not. Is. I'm not saying they would or they even want to, but I'm saying they could. And that's what oh, I like yeah. about Trevor's one-year deals. Yeah, he could go anywhere he wants, deal. and and every team could say, okay, I don't have to worry about paying him for the next 12 years. Like I, we might have to. Yeah. He was his but Trevor Cole. Bauer also. His one-year deal will probably be more than the entire A's payroll. The A's payroll is operating at like twenty-seven million dollars. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, they'd be doubling that in one year. The A's, the A's could hypothetically sign him for one year. When, when as in a twelve-year deal, they would never, ever, ever sign him. They've been so, burning more than enough revenue these last couple of seasons. The A's, what they won ninety-seven last year, and they're a great team this year too. Unfortunately, obviously, there's no revenue this year, but uh, they're looking into bringing fans back. Anyways, another topic for another day. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, uh, our final um, storyline, we got the Detroit Tigers calling up two uh, pitching prospects, Casey Mize and uh, Tariq Skubal. Uh, My homie. I love Tariq. <laughs> uh, didn't do so hot his first start. Can't blame him, of course. Rookie, it's your major league debut. You're on the Tigers. It's tough. Uh, but yeah. You're on the so Tigers. Hard. You're on the Tigers. It's just, it's put it nicely. He put it nicely. Yeah. And then uh, Casey Mize, though, highly anticipated 23-year-old, uh, number one right-handed prospect. Uh, he pitched four and one-third of an inning. Hmm? Look nice. Or is a lefty. Or is a lefty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or is a lefty. Yeah. So he pitched uh, four innings and one-third, uh, seven strikeouts, which sounds pretty good, but he gave up seven hits and three earned runs. Right. Works out like a one-point-eight whip, which is not amazing. It was a it was a typical MLB debut for a rookie. How much can you possibly yeah, expect? Of course, you you of expect course. the no, no. You don't expect typical from a guy like Casey Mize. That's the thing. It's his debut. He's not yeah. Scherzer yet. Give him I, some time. I, I, I understand that, but you get guys like Framber Valdez who had a better debut than Casey Mize. I <laughs> saw seven strikeouts on Casey Mize. That's all I care about. Which I mean, uh, is not which, considering the pitcher, the kind of pitcher that he is. It's not sustainable for me. He's not He's not a high strikeout guy. Oh, but, you know, and we're going to get into this later in the episode, but bringing it back to Chris Paddock, um, mm. I, th- I think it's going to be a, a similar scenario where he comes into the league, he's going to do well with his strikeouts for a little bit, and then he's going to go back to his roots and become the ground ball pitcher that we all know he is, getting around 9K per 9, something What's like that. that? And there's nothing oh, wrong not with nothing. him. Nothing's wrong with a 9K per 9. We having a no. caper nine and nine. I'm fine with that. Any GM would gladly take a. Well, nine of course, you know, if you want to have a respectable ERA, FIP, and shit like that. Yep. So is that it for a sex, super sexy, sense, stupendous story time? Yeah, I love That's it. That's all we got for this week. Fantastic. That's all we got for today. Let's move right along to the players to watch. Very players exciting. to so, watch. I'm, Sam, you want to start it off? Start it off. All right. So. Uh, I believe we each chose one hitter and a pitcher. Uh, I chose uh, two. No, I got no. I got three pitchers. Oh, oh, okay, you guys. Okay, well, I just got two players. Oh, so we're very chose, today. Yeah, I so I chose uh, Joey Bart making his MLB debut today for the young San Francisco catcher. Giants. Young catcher. We all know oh. what young catchers in San Francisco can look like. And you know what? It's oh, it's going to be a tough mental. 
It's it's gonna be a tough tough shoes to fill. Of, oh, uh, don't don't you know. don't put too much pressure on the young kid. Oh yeah, we all yeah. know Buster Posey. He looks good. Fantastic uh, rookie year. He won rookie of the year, right? Uh, Posey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Posey. He, what? He, he gets one or two MVPs too. Yeah, at least Such one a, MVP. Yeah. yeah, multiple silver sluggers. Absolutely, yeah. Gem. The only thing yeah. I was a little bit disappointed about Posey, but you know he's a catcher. I understand a shortened career, but ten seasons, I would have liked to see a little bit more of Buster Posey. He's not retired, yeah. but uh, he's not done yet. But he's not playing he, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not playing out. that well either. And next year he yeah. won't be the same player. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even good right. last year. Yeah, yeah. Defensively, he'll still be solid though. Of course. Yeah. Next. So yeah, uh, Joey Bart. He's the second highest catching. Second highest catching prospect behind Adley Rutschman of the Baltimore Orioles. But um, yeah, yeah. number one, number yeah. one overall pick. Just excited to see what he can do. Yeah, of Me course. Too. Every time I see a prospect come up, of you, you just have to feel excited. But you can't get too excited. Get excited. Just, the young guys. I yeah. love the young guys. <laughs> oh, you you're gotta get excited. Gonna, it's good for baseball. It's good for not, baseball. Yeah, it's good for baseball. But you're, you gotta hope that you're not always gonna get a Tatis or a Acuna coming right out of the gate. Yes. Absolutely. And you Vladdy shows that off the best. Vlad, Look what Vlad did. People, people don't understand how vital in baseball the roles of support players are. Exactly. Well, arguably way more than that of a sport. Well, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't compare sports. But when a superstar like Tatis does not put up the numbers he has without solid men hitting in front of him, it just doesn't happen. You know? He's also hitting build- lead up, though. You know that, right? Well, yeah, but the bottom of the order gets on acts as like a second leadoff he, man, and that's he's just kind of he's just special, now. Nah, he's special. I agree, but you, you you get my point. You need men on base. Those those yeah. guys who come up with high on base percentages, like guys like Kevin Biggio, guys like Bo Bichette, who will be stars in their own right. They're they're really damn important. Yep. Um, you know who who who's I thinking? Like Hanser Alberto on the um, on the Orioles. He's not going to be a good-looking player. Oh, he's pretty yeah. damn good. He might be an all-star, but not, not, not much more than that. And yeah, he's important on that team. He's important on that team. Get through the Very first three important. players, and then hey, he gets on. Relax those Orioles. When uh, next season or two, maybe two years, you got Trey Mancini coming back. People forget about what it's okay. Well, well, uh, you know, I forgot about Mancini. Yeah, yes. All right. Yeah. Love the guy, man. Love the guy. Hope he has a speedy recovery from Trey. But with Mancini coming back, if he can come back healthy, that would be huge for Baltimore. With Alberto Santander now is now some all of a sudden is a machine. They got some players. They're not terrible. They're just, that's it. Simple as that. It's okay. Instead of Edwin walking them off in 2016, it's going to be a big old rowdy. A big old rowdy slam. Yeah, we all know Lottie. how the Orioles uh, drafted Austin Martin. Oh, I mean, uh, Kerstad this season. <laughs> so, yeah. uh-huh. That was so dumb. I, well, yeah, I, shouldn't say dumb. I shouldn't say dumb. They yeah. did it for a reason. They wanted a guy slotted 30. and But I don't see why you'd pass up on a guy like Austin Martin. Austin Martin is, looks, just looks like, we don't know yet, but looks like much better player than Kajurstad. What the hell's his name? Kajurstad? Heston Kajurstad. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm still, you know, I'll take it with a grain of salt. I really like Austin Martin. I think he's a fantastic prospect. But I think the Jays need to lay off of hitters for a bit. Oh, I, 100%. This, this, was, this was a great, uh, well, not, okay, it, it was a deep pitching class. It really was. You had guys like Emerson Hancock, who was linked to the Jays. Asalasi obviously went before. And, um, damn, yeah. there's a couple other people I Max can't Meyer. think of off the top of my head right now. Max Myers. And... Yeah. 
Yeah, I love. I think it's going to be the next Crusader. That's my opinion. But I, I you know, I would have liked to see the Jays pick up another arm instead of. I think, off, unless I they think can. They did the good thing. You know what though? I think they actually made a good pick because I feel like if Baltimore, uh, yeah, if Baltimore takes Austin Martin, then I think they would have went for the pitcher. Well, yeah, no, I agree, but I'm just saying. They went with what they had. Yeah. Austin Martin fell in their lap, and they didn't want to mess up. Mess I, up. I feel like hitting talent is not more certain. I don't know how to put this. Well, I suppose more Easier certain than, than, uh, than pitching talent. Pitchers, you know, can look like the next Max Scherzer, and then they come up to the big leagues, and they just can't handle the, the jump, you know? And that's why you need volume of arms in your, in your, in your uh, prospects. You can't just have the one Nate Pearson and then, don't get me wrong. I like Alec Manoa. I like uh, Eric Pardino. Richardson is going to be good too. But then you got to think, we're banking on all of these guys panning out. You know, one or two of them don't. doesn't look that great. That's which why, is why next, I would have liked to see another one. The next couple drafts will focus more on the pitching. I'm not too worried uh, about I don't that. know. Ross Atkins and Shapiro, they do funny things. But anyways. I'm not too worried about the Jays pitching in the future. So, Sam, your second, uh, your second star of the week or a player yes. to watch over here. Oh, player to watch. jumped on that one. <laughs> Dylan Bundy. Woo! Ex or Lorenzo, when was he drafted or where was he drafted? Uh, fourth overall, 2017, I believe. Yep. Or 2016. Yeah. 2017 sounds right. Yeah, so he's been with the Orioles. Uh, hasn't that. been fantastic with them, but I put uh, it bluntly, he's been hot trash. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. limit the home run ball. He was he was just you know left, right, and center, long balls, long balls, long balls, and yeah, that's been the key to his success in LA so far. He's limited that. Yeah, so he's now uh, the potential. yeah, he's uh, he's with the Angels now and just came out of nowhere. I had a feeling, I had a feeling, but not to what I thought. He's doing right now. He's. You know, I can agree with you there. I, I, I figured he would take a step forward. I don't know about that, Luch. We'll uh, we'll see. We're four, hey. we're four or five starts into the season. I don't know. I wouldn't know. No, I wouldn't know. No, no. hey. Top five. I said top five. The way he was playing, I'm not actually oh, thinking oh, top okay. five guy. Okay. No, 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 no. Relax, relax. Yeah. I'm not his that first, big on Bundy. His first four starts have all been quality starts, and then his most recent game, uh, not the greatest. We were seeing some. So looked a little bit more. Bundy, we, saw, we saw Baltimore. We saw Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Baltimore so, has a funny effect on players. Same thing as Machado. Manny Machado will never be the same player he was in Baltimore. Never. He wasn't bad in Baltimore. He was amazing. He'll never be that same player. He'll never be that same player in San Diego. He'll be good. You know what? I thought the San Diego paid him a little bit too much, but that's because they were paying for the player they were getting in Baltimore. They're yeah. not going to get that in San Diego. Yeah. But, you know, you sometimes you got to overpay for the big guys. Yeah, Some so uh, looking, forward, looking forward to see Dylan yeah. Bundy start on uh, with Oakland. He he already Very played true. Oakland twice and Great dominated test. them. Great test. Yeah, Another so we're looking to see can... if he can bounce back. And, the, you know, that that's interesting. You know, two starts against Oakland, the third one coming. These guys know him now. They're familiar. They know what they're going to see. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens. You know what? Yep. So, Luch, you want to hit your guys next? Sure. I'll jump right into it. We'll start off. Uh, let me see. Let's start with the hitter. Oh, I'll go Keston Hira. Keston the Hira. young guy for the Brewers. Off to a slow start this season. Uh, we all saw what he did last year. He put up some big power numbers. Keston Hira, good-looking Not young bad, kid. Yeah. 
Yeah, I liked I liked a lot what I saw last season from him, and this season he's gotten off to a, t- a tough start. All right, I'm gonna say that we're being we're being the sweet honest here. Not very good. Yeah. But his past three games, he is six for what that six for nine with two home runs and five RBIs. So maybe this is the start. This is what I'm gonna be keeping my eye on Kesson. It's That's not like this man came out of nowhere either. He's always been a highly touted prospect, and uh, he's been a you good know. looking guy. Last year he looked really solid. This year he started off slow, but now the past couple of games he looks like he might be figuring it out. I want to keep an eye on him. He's my player to watch, my first offensive guy. Keep an eye on him for the next couple of games. See what he can do. See if he gets back to the early form we saw last year. I'll never forget the look on his face when uh, Trent Grisham dropped that ball. Uh, that's oh, a classic. That, that was is amazing. a classic picture. All right, next, I got two more, two pitchers. Uh, We'll start off on KC, Brad Keller. I'll be honest. I love Brad Keller. I I did not know much about Brad Keller coming into the season. Didn't really know what much about him, what to expect. Uh, With the whole Royals thing, he was out, I think, Brad Keller. I'm pretty sure he was out with COVID in the beginning of the season. I think so. It's either Brad Keller or uh, his... um... No, no, it was Keller. It was Keller. Keller? It was Keller Bracing. He's only made... He's only made three starts this year. A five inning, a six inning, and a six and two third. Combined, zero earned runs. Two quality starts. Three great starts. Two quality starts on paper. He's looked spectacular. He was literally one out away from a Trevor Bauer complete game against the Royals in game one of that doubleheader. He pitched six and two thirds. And Uh, then the bottom of the seventh. Yeah, in the first game of that doubleheader. And then the bottom of the seventh, he ended up giving up back-to-back singles, and the manager pulled him without being able to get that final out to record the complete game shutout. But, I mean, he looks spectacular. Uh, I'm going to keep keep my eye on Keller. His next outing is against, uh, I think, the Twins? I'm not 100% sure, but if it's the Twins, that's also exciting. See how he goes up against a good offense, but we'll see. Uh, Brad Keller looks good. Uh, next, we'll move into my next one, my pitcher. On the Miami Marlins, I love the way, I love what he's doing. Eliza Hernandez for the Marlins. He is looking really good. Marlins have a sneaky pitchy staff. I'm telling you. I, I've, I've been big on the Marlins for a lot of while. Yamamoto's been garbage, but I love him. I think he's got a lot in the tank. He's a good-looking guy. And the Marlins, the Marlins team. Pablo Lopez, Eliza Hernandez, and Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith is unfortunately on the IL right now. Or yeah. is it the COVID list or whatever? But he's out is, is the part. And you know what? The Marlins got some good pieces. Miguel Rojas, yeah. too. Isan Diaz. Last game, Hernandez, two games ago against the Jays. Our Jays went five and a third, three runs and five Ks. I remember he went five shutout innings and I cruised through. And then we came up and I think we scored three runs in the top of the sixth against him. I think it was a Guriel shot. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he looked good yeah. in that game. The stats, the stats don't look spectacular, but he was good in that game. And then last game, the one that excites me and just shocks me the most. Against the Atlanta Braves, the supposedly one of the stronger teams in the MLB, he goes five shutout innings with nine punch-outs. You know what? Now, yeah, that's they, an, an impressive the, game. The, Bra- the Braves are a good team, but don't forget, they're missing a top three player in baseball right now, yep. Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep. They're missing, I, yeah, I feel confident saying the best second baseman in baseball in Ozzy Albies. Yeah, I could, Austin, I could Austin, agree with second baseman. I can agree and, with that. you know, there's a couple of pieces that haven't been fitting properly. You know, they're, Regard- they're struggling team. Regardless, I'm still saying, five innings, no runs, nine Ks against any team. I'm impressed. The Absolutely. fact that your, your name is Eliza Hernandez, nobody really heard of you yet. 
and you with doing it with a Marlins team and against a Braves offense, that even though they're missing some pieces, that's still that's still impressive. And now, why I want to watch him? One thing, first of all, he looked good. Second of all, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, going up against the Nats. <clears throat> Sorry, not sure how good the Nats have been this season. You know, they've been struggling a little bit lately. Ball. No, but well, you know, the what Nats. they're that. still the Nats, and yeah, I'm excited to see what he does against them. They have one Soto back, and that's provided a boost like no tomorrow in that lineup. And I think one of the big things holding them back is Davey Martinez doesn't know how to make a lineup. He has Eric Thames hitting eight. They are supposed to be yesterday, but the game got postponed. I don't know why, that, why the hell you have Eric Thames hitting eight in any lineup. You think you wanted lefty-righty, lefty-righty. But there's just no, there's just no need for that in my eyes. Um, yeah. Especially now with the three-batter minimum. You can't play matchups anyway. What's the point? Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's mine. Uh, Hernandez, Cura, and Brad Keller. Exciting for all three of them to see what they got. Lorenz, what do you got? So for me, we got some struggling people here. A couple, anyways. <laughs> we got, I'm going to start it off with Luke Weaver. Now, before anyone shits on me because of Luke Weaver, he's been, he's been horrible to start the season. He's been straight up horrible. He has an ERA sitting at about 12. But in his last start, he registered the quality start, one earned run, six Ks through five innings. No quality start. That's my bad. No, yeah. no quality start. And, uh, and his velocity was up back at around 97, 98, I think. Yep. And Look good. That, that's what I like to see in you know someone who's coming out of the gate, and he's going to start doing better from now on. I think he lines up against San Fran in his next time out, which is oh, a decent yes, matchup on yep, the Giants. He does. And, you know, that's going to be fun to watch for me. I'm, I'm excited to watch that. Me too. Yeah, I always liked Luke Weaver. We all know how well he can be, how effective he can be when he's on his game. The only problem with him is inconsistency. Weaver's, Weaver's a good pitcher, man. A lot of strikeouts when he's on. I love him. I love him. And then, so my next pick, player to watch, we got Craig Kimball back from the dead. This man, he came back, got, got his first save. He hasn't been uh, cemented in the role yet. Uh, I think it's still on... Um, What's his name? Alec Mills. Yeah, the other guy. No, not Alec. It's, uh, oh, he, had it for, he had it for a little bit. Sorry? Sam? <clears throat> Didn't Mills have it for a bit? Then not, is it Jeffers now? Jeremy Jeffers? I can't remember his name. Starts with an R. Anyways, uh, his, his velocity is back up as well. He's throwing around 98. And he gave up a leadoff walk, I think. He lost a guy on a full count. And then he proceeded to strike out the next three ladders. I think that's Craig Kimbrell as he was on the... 2018 Boston Red Sox. Yep. And you know, if uh, he looked electric, you see him come back. The Cubs That's are looking, big. they're looking much better. They got that deep pen. Mm-hmm. That's big for uh, the Cubs. It's been a uh, wick. Absolutely. Wick, wick, rolling wick. wick. Yes, Ron wick. Ron yes. Wick. Uh, that's, that's who it is. Um, mm-hmm. And my last guy that I really want to watch, he, he put up good numbers in his last start, except for a Bach. Jesus Lozardo or Jesus, you know, whatever. Baby face. <laughs> You know what? He's, he's uh, got that big lefty power arm, which I, I love to see in any pitcher. The nasty slider. Ah, oh, it's dirty. But, Fantastic. you know, he's someone who had to come out of the pen to start the year, unfortunately, because of COVID. And he had to work himself up. And then, you know, once he got starting, he wasn't really, he wasn't all there. He, he looked okay, but he wasn't all there. In his last start, he put up good numbers. He got the win. He recorded a lot of strikeouts. He got the quality start. And, you know, there was a Bach, but, you know, a Bach has got much less to do with skill and more focus, yeah. which I'm not worried about. And 
I think he's pitching for a great A's team that's going to give him a lot of run support. He's going to get a lot of wins. He's going to cash in a lot of strikeouts. He's going to eat innings. The only thing I'm yeah. worried about for him is his health. And, you know, that's a kind of a theme for the Oakland A's, which is unfortunate because if they're all healthy, they're a scary, scary, scary team. Yeah. Well, it's the same with any team in the short season. Everyone's health is huge. Yankees, especially. Well, yeah, I know. But for the Yankees and A's especially, it's been injuries that have dragged them down a lot. Yeah, that's in more uh, past seasons. But this season especially, it's it's big for every team. One injury that could screw over your whole season. We should have four to six weeks till mid-late September. You know, That's terrible. It's terrible for the Jays. But we've been looking pretty good, knock on wood.